Hi! Hi! Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. In this episode, we check in with Derek Taylor on the last day of Blue Bomber training camp. In one week, there'll be a regular season game, but still lots to figure out before then. Also, we're going to check with Daryl Fordyce, Valor FC, playing this weekend at home against FC Edmonton. We'll set that up for you on the podcast. Time for our now final training camp update for Stars Air Ambulance, caring for Manitobans when and where you need us most. Derek Taylor joins us now. And how does it feel to be through training camp, Derek? Made it out in one piece. I did not get injured, so I'm pretty pretty happy about this. Are, do you uh, do you have the football game up there or are you watching the hockey game? I've got the hockey game on. Uh my my thought that the Montreal Alouettes might be terrible this season is really coming through in this. Uh, against Ottawa's backups, Vernon Adams has thrown three interceptions, and Trevor Harris has thrown an interception as well. So Montreal's thrown four interceptions against many of Ottawa's backups with with their starters. So, oh boy, that, that must be a doozy of a game. On uh, Caleb Evans, 5 of 13 with a pick as well, passing for the Ottawa Red Blacks. It's preseason, so again, oh. it, it, it's wise not to read too much into it or look for entertainment, perhaps, from a preseason game. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that's not that's not great. Caleb Evans was, I, I saw a little bit before I, I, I went out to grab a celebratory uh, campus over pizza, uh, but Caleb Evans has this thing where he throws balls that are going to put his, his receivers in the hospital or he throws them at defenders, and neither one of those uh, is good. Um, I, I just have hopes for him because he's so much fun to watch, but, oh, the throwing part of the game is really uh, still eluding him here in the preseason. And in the other game, Jalen Morton uh, has four of eight for a pick with the Tiger captain. No Argo quarterback has an interception, so there you go. That's good for them. Hey, they, are losing oh. that. they are losing that game, so maybe you should throw picks, and that'll help. But anyway, the Bombers are done their preseason action, Derek. They don't have to worry about this tonight. They're they're done practicing. They're, they're off for the weekend. Are, should we be expecting uh, an email, though, at some point in the weekend with Bomber transactions on it? Yeah, I, I wonder I wonder when they come out. I, I feel like it's a thing you leave for Monday. Uh, like, you know, you tell the guys over the time and you you get commitments from guys that you, you want to be on the practice roster because guys have a decision, right? Do I want to go on the practice roster? Do I want to try and find somewhere else? Or, or what are my options? Or do I am I done, right? So uh, that negotiation, it can take a while. So I feel like we're going to hear, uh, I, strictly a guess, Monday, maybe Sunday. But uh, I feel like it's a thing that Monday morning, hey, here we go. These guys have accepted practice roster assignments and we've released these guys. So we will wait to see what happens on that note. And you'll get to, to talk to Mike O'Shea about that Monday on the Coaches Show as we are back on the, the regular Monday with the Coaches Show on Monday, getting ready for the home opener, which is a week from tonight. Literally kickoff is almost exactly one week from this very minute here at 7.36 p.m. on Friday. That's got to be exciting looking ahead to that and the banner unveil and all that. Yeah, very much so. For for all the celebration aspects of the the back to back Grey Cups, and by the fact, I mean it's Ottawa, and Ottawa, no team did more in the off season to improve its stead than Ottawa, right? Uh, Edmonton was was really rough last year. They didn't add as much. They had some talent, but obviously they focused on changing the the organization, the front office. Ottawa went out and got players, and they paid players money to come play for them, and they got themselves a quarterback after. 
after a rough time with Matt Nichols and company last year. They went and got Jeremiah Masoli and paid him good money. So they really did their best to go, you know what, we would be in the playoffs in a year if we've done this right. And we will get the first look at did Ottawa, in fact, do it right. And we'll get two looks at it in a row, right, the home and home to start it. But, uh, yeah, it'll be our chance to see. I'm excited to see Zach Caleros and Greg Ellingson going together. Ellingson just back to practice today after just taking some time off for a little minor minor nick. Uh, it, I, I'm very curious to see those two working together for the first time since they were in Hamilton back in the day. Well, and that's the situation, Derek, where it's a veteran who's been through training camps a lot and perhaps doesn't need reps. It is a, a new team and a new system, so you understand why you'd, you'd maybe want to see him get into some real action. But at the same time, I think they have confidence that he'll be good to go on opening day. Yeah, and uh, a coach said it to me today, and I believe O'Shea said it on the on the on the coach's show that essentially the best ability is availability. So if you're a little bit nicked, if you're a veteran like like Ellingson, for example, since we're talking about him, five 1,000-yard seasons in the Canadian Football League, you've worked in multiple systems in Hamilton and Ottawa and Edmonton. You know what? I, I feel like he, at this point in his career, in his 30s, he could, he could pick things up and there'll be nuances to this and that, but he, he's got that. So having him for 18 games versus what you might have got from a half of snaps in the game against the Elks, I, yeah, I think is it seems the, the, the prudent way, and it's it's the way the Bombers chose with pretty much all of their guys who are a little bit dinged up. But on the front of next man up, which is something we hear from O'Shea all the time, Dalton Schoen had a really nice preseason, and now mm. they know that he's someone that if they need to, to go to him, he can fit in. Well, and Schoen's a guy people need to watch for on Friday to see where he's at because – when, when we started this whole thing, when it was rookie camp and you watch 83, you went, okay, yeah, I see. Okay, I get it. This looks all right. And then camp goes along and he consistently was running with the second unit in the position that Greg Ellingson plays. And then Greg Ellingson gets nicked and, oh, Dalton Schoen's now running with the first team and oh, they're right next to Nick Dembski and right next to, to Drew Wolitarski. And that, that continued on. Uh, he stayed with the group through Ellingson's uh, entire injury and then today with Ellingson back Schoen stayed with the first group they took Janarian Grant out of the first group and you go that guy went from the second team to or whatever it was in in rookie camp to he's now working with the number ones and that's that's super impressive receiver isn't their most talented position it's not their best position but to in I feel like in a a Mike O'Shea team for a, a rookie to ascend to you know work with the starters that's a real accomplishment and honestly it speaks a lot to what he's done and and what they think of what he's done because uh it it's not it's not easy there's a reason that uh they love veterans here because they get it and apparently shown gets it again on the next man up topic we knew that mercy maston was hurt we knew it didn't look good we now get the official word right derek that it it's going to be uh, yep. just a, just at a really unlucky break for Mercy Maston, who missed all of last season with the training camp injury. It looks like that's happening again. Yeah, and it's the same injury. He to the coach revealing today that that Maston tore his Achilles. Uh, this was what two Sundays ago, and it was just a a one on one drill where it looked like receivers were running like long outs or long corner routes, and Maston just no contact went down, and everything about it just felt awful so we knew it was bad and the fact that we haven't 
you know, that they wouldn't talk about it and that we haven't seen Mastin since then. We knew it was bad. And just to hear it's the same injury that got him at the same stage of the season training camp as last season for a guy who O'Shea talked about it today and how valuable he was both on the field and off the field in that 2019 Grey Cup run. It just hurt. You just hurt for the guy, right? Like all, all he wants to do is play football and win titles and be a great football player. And uh, once again, his body lets him down, to, so to speak. And that's it, it. Just hurts to hear. And yeah, the Bombers will, you know, Donald Rutledge Jr. will will come in and, and cover it up. Uh, but it just it football is a terrible game sometimes, and this is one of those times where it's terrible. It's a hard sport to play. Injuries are, are everywhere, and unfortunately for, for Mercy Mastin now, who's such a valuable part of that 2019 championship run, and turning that secondary around when he came in in the later part of the season, you know, this is something you don't want to define a career, but, you know, he's back-to-back, he's going to be recovering for a while, and you hope the best for the guy, mm-hmm. but you understand that from a from an athletic point of view, it's going to be hard for him to come back from this. Well, well, think about it, right? You and I, just as sports fans, when you hear ACL these days, right? You're like, eh, he'll be back. You, you, don't, you we, we kind of dismiss ACL right now, right? Almost, yeah. Well, more than probably ten years ago, you know that it's going to be like an eight to ten month recovery. But we've seen guys come back almost, you know, the way they were before. But Achilles, you're right. Yeah. It's a little tougher with Achilles. Achilles is tougher, right? Because uh, and just I'm no I'm no uh, kinesiologist, but the way. You know, the way it attaches to the heel and cadavers are required or whatever. It's And that's where your explosion comes from. I remember when uh, we had a real rash of Achilles injuries last year in training camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, Calgary had one. Montreal had a couple. Saskatchewan had four. I think there were 10 league-wide in the season, which is an incredibly high number. There have been some, I was looking at some studies that had been done in the NFL uh, of Achilles injuries and how players bounced back. And the one thing that sticks with me is that linebackers, when they return from an Achilles injury, essentially lost 80% of their on-field value by the, the metric they chose to, to measure them. And you go, so essentially they were 80% worse than they were before the injury. And you go, well, here's Mastin on two of them. And you're in a, I mean, your job is explosion, right? You turn and you plant and you sprint out to the, to the wide side, or you're trying to attack downhill. And uh, I, I, I hope there's a way you can come back, but I the odds are against being back at what you were in this case in 2019, right? Just because I can you I I can't imagine doing that one time and injuries and how isolating and lonely they could be if if you know you don't have good support staff. But now twice in consecutive years, I just the, my heart kind of bleeds for for Mercy. I don't even know I don't even know Mercy Masson. I've never talked to him, but my heart just kind of bleeds for him having to go through this again. Yeah, from a mental health point of view, absolutely. You got to think of them in in that regard for sure, Derek. Before I let you go, with no practices to cover this weekend, what are you going to be doing? Well, one, celebratory pizza, so that's good. Uh, Two, uh, honestly, uh, I'm going to go back and watch preseason football. It's it's not the best football, but it's still football, and it'll give me a sense of, okay, who might show up for Ottawa next week, and I'm going to work on my depth chart for next Friday. It's never too soon to be working on your depth chart for regular season game number one and, and taking up cool stories in case Dalton Schoen's in the starting lineup, having stats ready to contrast Brady Oliveira and Johnny Augustine as we figure out which way that's going to go. And uh, there's there's no end to great stories and to uh, great stats we can drop out on the broadcast. So 
uh, that's going to be much of my Friday. I, I, I'm, not, I'm never getting too far away from football. Awesome stuff, Derek. Appreciate all your uh, training camp updates throughout the uh, the weeks here. I'm guess I'm going to have to work a little harder to do my sports cast now that I don't have a minute from you uh, filling each <laughs> one. But appreciate that. Have yourself a great weekend. We'll talk to you for the coaches show on Monday. Sounds good, brother. Thank you. Baller FC taking on FC Edmonton on Sunday here in Winnipeg, a 3 p.m. kickoff. And joining us is Daryl Fordyce of Valor FC. Daryl, how are you doing tonight? Hi, Craig. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. How does it feel to get a, a nice stretch of home matches in here now after spending a lot of time on the road? Yeah, um, it's good to be home for sure. Um, it means we have less travel and we can. our legs should be a little bit more fresh. Uh, but yeah, it's good to get some, some good home games, see the fans. Uh, so yeah, it's exciting. So what happened on Wednesday? A one-nil loss to Atletico Ottawa. Yeah, we we didn't play too well, to be honest. Um, we were a little bit flat, and again, it was just one play that that hurt us. You know, we we fell asleep on the play, and uh, Ottawa capitalised on it, and we lost the game one-nil. You know, so we just need to find that the the moments we need to. Uh, capitalize on the moments in, in either end. Um, but again, if, if you don't score goals, you don't win games. Um, and we're a team that scores goals, but unfortunately we didn't get any the other night and, and we lost the game. Well, looking at the schedule, you basically been playing once a week and just on weekends. That was your first uh, weeknight game of the CPL season. And it was uh, coming off of a, a draw on the West Coast at Pacific, which is a great result because Pacific's at the top of the table. I don't know you don't want to use this as an excuse, but the fact that you had only played uh, just four days previous, did that have any impact on the game? Uh, possibly. You know, Ottawa never had a game at the weekend, and we were away to Pacific, which is very tough place to go. Um, so you, you could argue that they might have been a little bit more fresh, but again, it's, it's early in the season. You know, we shouldn't be feeling any fatigue or anything. Um, so, yeah, we, we just look at it ourselves and and see what we can do better for the, the next time that we have more games back-to-back. But again, you know, we play on Sunday FC Edmonton and we'll have the same amount of rest as we did last week. So uh, there's no excuses on our end. Uh, we, have a, we have a good squad and we have quality players to step in when needed. Uh, so, yeah. I suppose someone could argue that Ottawa might have been a little bit more fresh, um, especially going into towards the end of the game. But um, the game was pretty much even. Uh, we just we we fell asleep on one play that cost us the game. So let's talk about Sunday's match against FC Edmonton, the only club in the CPL so far without a victory. They have zero wins, three draws, and six losses, and have allowed a. a league high 19 goals through nine matches how important is it to go into this match not not thinking about all that not thinking about the fact you're ahead of them in the table that hypothetically this is a game you should win how important is it to kind of block that out and just say hey it's another team coming in we just have to play our best here yeah that's exactly what it is you know we we have to take care of ourselves regardless of who's in front of us whether it's the best team in the league or or the team at the bottom um, and we have to do the business. It's as simple as that. Um, as I says, we, we can't be making any excuses whatsoever. And 
Um, we will go into the game uh, favourite, that's for sure, uh, based on the on the points in the league. Uh, and Edmonton's, you know, they've had a rough start of a lot of young players. And again, us, we have to capitalise on the moments in the game. Um, and that's the main thing, you know. So as long as we take care of ourselves uh, and approach every single game exactly the same, uh, go there to win, regardless of who we play, then, you know, come the end of the season, we should be good. So you played them to open the season back on April 10th, one all draw in Edmonton. Is there anything you can take from that match and apply to Sunday or the fact that it was so long ago, it, it's hard to really put anything into that one now? Yeah, it's it's a long ago. Um, again, that game we were we were comfortable uh, and we conceded in the last minute with a spectacular goal, you know, one of the goals of the seasons. But uh, again, it was a game that we were in control uh, we for sure should have got the three points. Uh, same as last week in Pacific, I thought we should have got the three points for sure. And I guess that's just been the, the story of the season so far for us. Um, just allowing certain plays, um, players to get in and, and get chances, and we're, and we're conceding um, a few soft goals uh, because it is costing us points for sure. And, uh, whenever I look back on the games, we, we should be up there near the top for sure. And uh, It's just those little moments within the games that we've we've hurt ourselves. But we can't really look back on the FC Edmonton game. They're, they actually are a tough team to play. You know, a lot of the games they've played, it's been very close with no matter who they've played. So they're, they're a young, hungry team. And um, as I said, we have to approach every single game um, with, with the same respect and the same work rate, uh, regardless of who we play. So there's a lot of shoulds so far this season, kind of should have, you know, you leave a point here, a few points there. It's still early in the season. Does that weigh on a team when you have these moments where you think you should have had more points, or is it a building block to help you get better through the season? Yeah, it's you have to learn from every game. You know, you analyze the games, and that's exactly what Phil does. He, he analyzes the game. Um, he shows us where we can, where we went wrong, and where what we can do to make it better. And it's all part of the the growing phase. Uh, but yeah, it's you, you just got to take each game as it comes, and you can't dwell on on if you win or if you draw or or, or lose. You got to um, learn from the game, regardless of the result, um, and put into practice what you can what you can do to be better for the next game, and that builds up over the season. So uh, that's what we're doing. Um, that's what we have done. And, and we're looking forward to playing the game on Sunday and hopefully we can get the, the three points on the board that we need. And it should be a beautiful day for soccer as well with uh, clear sky and a high of 15. Yeah, it's it's awesome uh, weather for uh, for soccer. You know, hopefully we'll see a lot of fans out and um, the boys will for sure put on a, a better showing than we did uh, the other night. Uh, so yeah it, it'll be a great day uh, for fans to come to the game and we got a good training session in today we'll get another good training session in tomorrow and we'll be fully prepared for the game well Daryl let you get back to it appreciate your time as always thanks for this and good luck this weekend thank you Christian have a good night that is Daryl Fordyce of Valor FC taking on FC Edmonton Saturday or Sunday 3pm at 
IG Field. And then they are off for 10 days, June 15th, their next game. Also at IG Field, also a Wednesday game. Uh, they have the odd Wednesday game this year. That one is uh, June 15th at 7 p.m. at IG Field. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you over the day. You may not share our intellect.